When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Audio Time Capsule, episode 26. I'm comedian Simon Kane, and for those of you new to the show, this is the podcast where I invite on a guest, get them to leave 20 questions, and then a year later bring them back on to answer them. All past voices will sound like this, and all current voices will sound like this. In this episode, singer, songwriter, musician, author, and performance artist Amanda fucking Palmer comes on to talk to us about... I I don't even want to spill any of the beans I'm, I'm sort of reticent to say too much in introductions anymore because I feel like the podcast it's so self-contained in the way that I edit them that I don't want to talk too much about what she asked but I felt like these were some of the most heartfelt questions I've ever had on the show and I was really excited to put it together and I really enjoyed putting it together and I really hope that you enjoy it as well. Before I hit play on the episode, I just want to say uh, happy International Women's Day. Today is actually the day that Amanda is releasing her third studio album. If you would like to get a copy of There Will Be No Intermission, there is a link in the show notes below as well as a link to her upcoming global tour to promote the album. Also, I've just put together a giant list of previews for my 2019 comedy show every room becomes a panic room when you overthink enough if you'd like to come and see that or you would like to support me in any way you can find links to all those options in the show notes i'm going to be touring all over ireland and the united kingdom for the next three four months and then going to the edinburgh festival so if you can come and check it out or please do if you can support me and amanda in any way please do buy a ticket or an album or something to show that you've enjoyed this content a really quick big thank you to jordan Haley, and michael on amanda's team for helping put this together this would have happened without their hard work and uh, diligency in syncing me and her up and also managing to make sure that me and her could chat twice over the course of uh, well what turned out to be 18 months it wasn't a year it was slightly slightly delayed but I think it was worth it I can't thank you guys enough cheers for everything if you're new here please do remember to hit the subscribe button if you're old here please do remember to give us an honest ideally positive review in iTunes they really help and they only take about a minute to do and either way please do consider joining the Facebook group. It's called The Audio Time Capsule, and it's on Facebook, obviously. But for now, let's open the audio time capsule of Amanda fucking Palmer. This is Amanda Palmer. It's September 20th, 2017. I'm in the basement dressing room of a drag bar in London, which is the quietest room that we could find to do this. 
and um, I'm feeling pretty upended and overwhelmed in my life right now. So it actually seems like a really good time to be leaving questions for myself a year from now because hopefully when I go back and listen to that, I will be flailing Amanda answered by the Amanda in 2018 who totally solved everything and got her shit completely together and never felt overwhelmed again. This is Amanda fucking Palmer, um, writer, singer, woman person. uh, And I am... Sitting here on January 24th, Thursday, January 24th, 2019, in my home in Woodstock, New York. And I'm about to go into the time machine of my past and answer some questions. And I'm really excited about it. I like talking to myself. Hi, Amanda. Uh, September 2018, or whenever this gets to you, I, I hope things are better. I'm really tired. <laughs> so my, my first question for you, which is uh, something that I wish interviewers and journalists would ask me, is just, how, how are you? I'm really tired. <laughs> oh, Amanda, I'm so sorry you're so tired. I remember being you. I remember being that tired. Uh, I have good news. I'm not that tired. I'm at home, I'm off tour, my child is sleeping through the night, I have really good child care help, I'm I'm saying no to all sorts of things so that I'm not burning the candle at all ends, and I'm I'm not tired. It's like a fucking miracle. Things are really good. You've been blogging and thinking deeply and actually really conflicted and ambivalent about where to live, and it's the biggest thing on your mind right now in 2017, so... Have you figured out where to live? Mostly. I mean, right now, uh, we haven't left upstate New York. And I came to the very, like, conservative, weird, grown-up decision. At least it was weird to me, given that I never thought I would end up in the country. But having a child and watching him play around outside and play in the snow, which he can eat because it isn't sullied by city traffic, has changed me. And Neil and I have decided to keep this place in upstate New York, really like make a go of it. We've doubled down on living in Woodstock, but we also are looking at getting places in New York and London so that we can feed our city souls and stay in touch with the the real world. And we just bought a flat in London. Don't be angry at me. It doesn't mean what you think it means. We're not going to be raising our child as British. He's going to be okay. <laughs> hit me with hit me with another question. Ash just turned two years old because his birthday's in September. So that means when you answer these again, he's going to be three. And right now he can barely talk. He, he he has about 12 or 15 words that he can actually say. He can say doll, and he can say bubble, and he can <laughs> say uh, lots of animal sounds. He can say moo and nay, which he says knee, and ba. And um, he's, he's uh, elided all of this to ask for his favorite song, which is Old MacDonald has, has a farm. He says moony ba, in case you've forgotten that because you were too tired. It's really oh. cute. I was uh, too tired. And I want to know what he's saying, and is he talking, and is he stringing together full sentences, which of course leads me down this terrible, morbid 
like, awful, uh, like, domino collapsing train of thought to think that if the baby dies in the next year and I have to listen to these questions, I know. (laughs) Don't ask me that question. (laughs) That's how tired I am. So really, first of all, I hope the baby is still alive so that you can actually go back and listen to these interview questions without bawling. If the baby's alive, what's he doing? How's he doing? And what's he saying? He's so good. He's so good. And he's talking so much. His language has just exploded. So like, first good news, he's alive, which is great. Um, He's really, he's really like surreal. He's, he's just learning about language and what it is and what it does. And so his tenses are all fucked up and his pronouns are all fucked up. But he's saying things right now like, Mama, I have to stay in the snow. I don't like it. Is it morning? Mama, is it morning? Is it is it Christmas? Is it Christmas tomorrow? Even though it was Christmas three weeks ago. I want to I want to go into the big bed and I want to go I want to go up the chimney. His new thing is I want to go up the chimney because he's been watching Mary Poppins. So last night he got into the fireplace and tried to climb up the chimney and became totally covered with soot and then I had to give him a bath, but I let him climb up the chimney. It's been awesome. He's talking up a storm and uh I mean and even more awesome. He's alive which is just great. I'm so glad he's not dead. Oh my God, life would be rough right now if he had died. Definitely not something that I'm proud of, but uh, having quit smoking for 10 years, I have started oh, smoking no, here one we go. cigarette a day since the election, just out of like exhaustion, uh, hopelessness and fear. And uh, I've actually been pretty good for the past few days. I haven't smoked a cigarette, but I am playing a show, a little pop-up ninja show in a drag bar tonight. So a cigarette might happen, but did, did you quit? I really hope you did. You shouldn't be smoking. Dude, Fucking idiot. I, I didn't. <laughs> but I have some good news. I went for my annual checkup. Uh, okay, well, there's a couple good news. Good news number one is I am still smoking about a cigarette a day, but less. Like, I've, I didn't smoke for a month when I made the record a couple of months ago. Uh, if I'm feeling really healthy and really busy and like non-contemplative, I, I don't always. So I feel like I have it under control, but don't all addicts say that. The, the better news is I went to my GP for my annual checkup a couple months ago and I was like really embarrassed and sheepish and I was like, I know this is terrible. I have a three-year-old child. I'm a grown woman. I quit smoking for 10 years. I'm, I have this ritual where I'm smoking a cigarette a day. I've been doing it for two years now. I'm just like, you're my doctor, so I need to tell you. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's not that bad. And I was like, no, don't tell me that you're my doctor. Uh, He's like, listen, Amanda, people living in Manhattan in the 70s were inhaling the equivalent of a half a pack of cigarettes a day. Like, don't if don't worry about it. And I was like, wow, you're are you a great doctor or a terrible doctor? I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, there's, there's the news on that. I feel like I might be getting out of the woods. A lot of it like has to do, a lot of the cigarette has to do with like literally being in the woods and I, I smoke sometimes just half a cigarette and I do it like with a glass of wine as the sun sets and it transitions my day. And I'm like, dude, I don't do meth, coke. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have a gambling addiction. My child is alive. Like allow me this one vice the end. 
I, I want to ask you how Neil is doing because right now Neil is really overworked, overwhelmed, uh, super unhealthy. His body is in terrible <laughs> shape. I I feel like it's like sort of my personal job as his wife to make sure he's doing okay and he's going down this evil slippery slope of hell. Is he doing any better? I really hope he is. How how's Neil? Uh, I hate to tell you he's not doing that much better. Uh, his TV show that ate his life and was in the middle of eating his life uh, a year ago just got extended and extended and extended. So he's uh, still physically pretty bad. And on top of that, he isn't really in his marriage anymore and he hasn't seen his kid and he is just buried under a pile of um, workaholic terribleness and like not workaholic in a like in a in a mean way but he just um he's just gotten eaten alive by uh by this project and we really miss him like I never see him anymore he lives in London I still love him but he's uh like he's a million miles away and I know that he's not doing great but in the hopeful joyful department He's supposed to come back within the next couple of months, although anything could change. Things things have been changing and changing and changing and extending and extending. So, like, if I were told tomorrow that he's going to be in London for no, another six months, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, in the optimistic, hopeful department, I think he's hit such a hard rock bottom in his personal, emotional, and physical arc or nadir Uh that I'm pretty hopeful that when he gets out the dark side of this project, he he may be inspired to make healthier decisions about his life and his work projects. But, you know, then again, he's fucking Neil Gaiman. No one tells him what to do. He might just say yes to the next 10 things and we'll never see him again. Right now you're in between albums and projects and everything is uh, feeling very random. You haven't put out a real full giant record since 2012. It's 2017. By the time you hear this, it will have been six years since you put out a giant album. Are, are you finally working on one or have you decided that albums are just a thing of the past and you're just never going to do it again and you're going to continue putting out random music on your Patreon, which is awesome. I don't want to judge, but I'm really excited to see what happens with that. So, album, no album, random music, subscription service, uh, old school album, cycle, label. What, what, what happened? Yes, bitch! Old school album! I made the best record in the world. And none of, none of it should be that surprising to you because you were working on half of these songs when you asked these questions. But I decided to make an old school album and it is it is probably the best most intimate beautiful personal honest amazing things i've ever made it's coming out in a month and a half it's called there will be no intermission and i not only i not only took the time to like really record and produce it fucking beautifully but I also am cushioning it in the context of the entire story of how it came to be. And I made a gorgeous hardback hundred page book of photography at the house. It's with essays. It's really gorgeous. It attacks 
all of the themes that I've been dealing with, abortion, miscarriage, cancer, death, vanity, feminism. It's awesome. And I'm so fucking proud of myself. And I'm so happy that I decided to do it this way because putting out things randomly on the internet wasn't working. And now finally being able to couch everything and frame everything in one huge record uh, it just made everything made sense. So I went to LA, I spent an entire month child-free with John Congleton, who made Theater is Evil. We went into the studio, we did the thing. I wept, I recorded, I slaved, we slaved. It's perfect, it's beautiful, and it's coming out. And you should be really, really, really proud and excited, you of the past. You did the thing. Have you uh, have you discovered any exciting things to put in your body? Because just <laughs> recently you discovered uh, turmeric tea slash uh, turmeric uh, latte with almond milk, and it changed your life a little bit. Um, have, have you discovered any other exciting things to imbibe, eat, or or drink? Uh, yeah, actually. So I when when you asked these questions, you you were fat thing you are now. Uh, you were like 20 pounds heavier. And I was just tired of carrying around all of the post baby flab, which was just flabbing everywhere and getting in my way and dragging me down and keeping me low energy. So last June, you were like, fuck this, I need to get back into shape. You went on a hardcore diet all summer. And you discovered the joy of Mexican breakfast. So for the last five months, you have turned into a breakfast person. You are no longer just a latte and croissant person. You've been waking up early and you have been making braised greens with onions and garlic and like either kale or chard or spinach or whatever's in the fridge, plus eggs, plus beans, plus avocado, plus salsa. And you have really been enjoying this. And you've uh, and you've gotten back in shape. You are no longer a uh, like slovenly, flabby postpartum mess. And goddamn, it feels good. Also, you've been taking ice baths every morning for five minutes, and it's changed your life. Also, on the same note, you uh, you discovered cold water swimming this summer. It was very <laughs> exciting. You told yourself that you were going to keep up with it and that you were going to find cold bodies of water to plummet yourself into because it felt so good. And since you don't do psychedelics anymore, this is like <laughs> the closest you can get to dropping acid and it costs nothing. You just have to find a cold place to be. Uh, and in fact, you might not remember this, but tomorrow morning, this version of you is going to plummet herself into the ladies' pond at Hampstead Heath uh, with a bunch of awesome British hairy oh, lesbians. ladies' pond. I, I hope that was a fantastic experience for you. Uh, but then the question is, did you keep up with the cold water swimming or did you turn back into your old fearsome self who never wanted to swim in a cold place because it just seemed uncomfortable, even though afterwards it feels really good? So tell me about that. No, fierce. I have remained super fierce. This morning, I got up at 6.30, and I ran a bath, and this is how fucking badass I am. I filled up a bath, and it wasn't cold enough, so I went outside. This is the nice thing about living in the country. I went outside with a salad bowl and put five salad bowls of snow into the bath to make it cold enough. And then I immersed myself into this snow-cold bath. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For five minutes, listened to a Bob Dylan song because reasons that I will have to explain to you some other year. And, um, and I, feel like a, I feel like a snow queen. I feel amazing. You fucking did it. You did the thing. You stayed doing the thing. I'm really proud of you. Have you written any good songs lately? Uh, no, I'm too I'm too busy with my three year old. But when Neil come in, when when Neil Gaiman comes back into my life, hopefully I will get back to songwriting. But uh, all I am doing right now is taking care of this kid, taking him to school every morning, making foods, making sure the dishes get done, and then sitting down at my fucking email and getting ready to put this record out. Which doesn't mean that there aren't ideas coming into my head all the time. My head is getting a little more retuned to planet song and and like the songwriter station in my head is starting to pick up more signals but i just never have any fucking time to sit down at an instrument and you know what i have a record coming out so i give no fucks like when when you have a record coming out you know how it is you just get you you just get too interested in the songs that you're trying to birth it's like the, yeah, the childbirth metaphor still works. I'm in the middle of labor. I don't want to have sex. Are you going to write another book? No. And you know what happened when I started working on this record, the the one that I'm about to put out, I got really, really, really ambitious for about five days. And I was like, fuck, I'm not just going to put out this record. I'm going to like write this 300 page book about everything that's happened in the last seven years. And I'm going to, it's going to be the sequel to the art of asking, but it's going to be all about feminism and wombs and miscarriage and abortion and the Western childbirth system and how it has destroyed women and how it's destroyed society. And I need to write this book now, 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 now. And then I looked and was like, with what time? You're single momming a child. You're trying to put a record out. You don't have time to write this book. Save it for later. But I did the next best thing, which is I wrote 10,000 words worth of beautiful, honest text for this photography book, which is going out with the album and which is already pre-sold about 3,000 copies just to the patrons. So 
I got to write. I sat down and I made myself write. I didn't write a giant book. I didn't give it to a publisher, but I'm still a writer and I still wrote a thing and it's still coming out printed in ink on pages. And that's at least something. I know this is very personal, but did you or are you going to have another child? This version of you does not know. You had a miscarriage, Amanda. Sorry. (laughs) You got pregnant right after, like, you might have even been pregnant and not known it when you asked these questions. Uh, But you got pregnant right after you asked me these questions, and you were really excited. And you were pregnant for about two and a half months, and then you miscarried. But that's the bad news. The good news is the miscarriage changed your life. And really, like, it's hard to explain, and I know you can understand a little bit because you went through a natural childbirth, but the experience of losing that child and doing it all alone because you happened to be totally alone, totally alone when it happened, somehow shifted something in you and opened something in you that made you a hundred times more powerful than you ever expected to be because you just walked through the fire. And I, I don't like, I don't know how to explain this, but it, it wasn't as sad as you think. And it wasn't, it wasn't morbid and morose. It was, it was bizarrely invigorating because you realized how powerful you were. And to skip to the next step, it's still kind of a mystery. I think it's possible that you're going into menopause. You might be perimenopausal. Your periods have changed. They've gotten lighter. So you might not be having a kid. But you're also, you know, you, me, us, like we're kind of relieved. (laughs) Because we are just barely holding it together with kid number one and absent husband. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a personal question, but we're talking with us. Um, that's what happened. That's where we are. Yeah. When was the last time you washed your hair? Oh, dude, it was like two weeks ago. When was the last time you went to yoga? Uh, it's not that bad. I've definitely been to a yoga yoga class in the last two or three weeks, but I haven't been going regularly, but I have been doing my ice baths. Uh, probably three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, your practice has been pretty spotty, but also, uh, you've been living your meditation. Your ice bath is part of that. And weirdly, your nightly cigarette has turned into a meditation because you shut everything down and you just contemplate existence. When is the last time you called your mother? I called her about five days ago a week ago uh it's been pretty good i'm not a terrible daughter when is the last time you called your father Ooh, i think it was christmas i should call him it's funny i was just thinking about him today because i was writing about a record for my bio i should call him jack i'm gonna call you when is the last time you called your sister I called her uh I called her within the last week. She is actually really excited in her life right now because she thinks she's going to land a new job. So she and I have been in touch more than usual. Um she's good. We're good. When is the last time that you did something really nice and selfless 
for someone and then didn't have to go tell everyone about the nice selfless thing that you went and did for someone. <laughs> well, if I told you, bitch, it wouldn't work, would it now? Um, but I've been doing some nice things for some nice people. I have not been living in a cloud of narcissistic selfishness, if that's what you're asking. Did you ever find Neil's watch? I didn't. I didn't, but you know what I did? I I hit the internet, I asked the universe, and I bought him a replica copy of the same watch. And he was really happy that I took the time to do that, and he forgave me for losing his watch. What are you what are you looking forward to this year? Are you going to tour? Are you going to write? Are you going to move into a new house that you finally found hopefully? And um <laughs> what what's the thing right now that's most exciting to you? Right now I am most excited about the idea of um getting a full night's sleep because I'm not I'm going to hand the baby over to Neil in about 2 days and I'm going to get my first week off ever as a mother and I'm looking forward to long languorous uninterrupted bouts of sleep. Oh, well, okay, that's a couple of questions. First of all, just good news. Ash now not only sleeps through the night, but he sleeps in his own room, far away from your room. And get this, when he wakes up in the morning, he doesn't come and wake you up. He just sits in his room and reads books until you get him. Even if it's like two hours after he wakes up, he's just gotten so good at entertaining himself. So you're liberated. And you're about to go on tour. You're about to go on a global tour. You're going to be going all over the world. You're touring the States from February until June. And then you're taking the summer off to be with Neil and the kid. And then you're touring the UK and Europe from September to December of next year. And then you're going back to Australia to tour and going back to New Zealand to tour. And you're just touring sit-down theaters, you and a piano and a ukulele. And in more good news, you're about to do something you've never done before, which is you're doing a fully scripted, super deep, super intimate, really scary, honest, personal storytelling tour where you're not playing the hits, you're not taking requests, you're doing a really finely honed two and a half to three hour stage show that is going to make people fucking weep. And you know this because you've already done versions of it in Edinburgh. And it's a cross between a concert and a Ted talk. And you you're scripting it right now. It's one of the hardest things you've ever done because you don't like not being spontaneous on stage, but it's really good for you. <laughs> And it, this is literally it. Like you're in emails right now talking to costume designers and talking to lighting designers and talking uh, to your stage manager and you, you're routing flights and everything. Like it's on. The tour is on sale. You're playing 3,000 seat venues and you're fucking crushing it, Amanda. <laughs> it's so exciting. Do you still love me? I still love you so much. And you, like, I know what you're about to go through. Like, you're just about to get pregnant and get your world turned upside down about 180 degrees. And I love you so, so much. Maybe it was this me that came back and held your hand and made it possible. But I, I love you deeply. And I believe in you. And I... I know I know what's about to happen. Please keep your eyes wide open. When you look back at this last year, what is the memory that makes you the most happy? 
Oh, I hope it doesn't sound weird, but but um the experience of going through my miscarriage, not because I'm happy I had a miscarriage, but because I'm happy that I finally met this this warrior that was living inside me who hadn't totally come outside yet. Like I I really met myself and it it struck such joy in me to find out that I was this person that I haven't I haven't gone back to being that other person. I've really changed and I'm so happy about that, but also like happy just feels like the wrong word. I'm I'm at I'm more at peace. I'm 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 comforted. I feel like myself finally. Are there any opportunities that came up in the last year that you said no to that you regret saying no to? No, the opposite. I have started saying no to so much shit because I have finally become realistic about what I have time to do and remain sane. So actually, it's the opposite. I I have been given so many beautiful opportunities and so many great requests have come through this year, including, you know, a massive trip to India, which I actually booked and it was all happening. And Neil and I and Ash were going to go to India and do all of these marvelous, fabulous thing and live in palaces and go to book festivals. And I pulled the plug and I would literally be in India right now. And instead I'm sitting in freezing cold upstate New York, like freezing my ass off, playing with my child in the snow. And I couldn't be happier because I have finally understood that the key to happiness is not so much the experiences of these exotic adventures, but the ability to manage my life with ease (laughs) and the ability to actually slow down with my child and not just be on the run with him. So it's been an internal adventure instead of an external adventure. It's been an, a, a wild experiment in slowing down and saying no and being the guardian of my own internal freedom. And I have finally fucking figured it out. And oh my God, Amanda, it feels so delicious. So, so delicious. And and the reverse, was there anything that came up that you said yes to that you wish you hadn't done? Mm, you know, there's probably a couple good answers to that question, but I'd be throwing people under the bus, so I'm not going to talk about it. Next question! And if you could come back to me right now, a year ago, and give me one piece of advice, what would it be? Just keep doing what you're doing, Amanda. You're doing great and everything's going to be fine. And pat yourself on the back for taking uh, an hour out of your life to ask these questions, because actually answering them has been really helpful. I'm really, I'm really glad I got to talk to you. We we never get to talk. We should talk more. That was Amanda. I loved 
hearing about how her album has developed and how she's considered the release method in such a, a calculated way, how she knew that she had different options of doing singles via Patreon and sort of discussed the methods between herself and, and really sort of put a lot of time and effort into that, which I think is something that's overlooked a bit these days when feel like you've got the traditional route already made for you. I love that she'd considered more of that than I find other artists sometimes do. I loved hearing about how she's juggling being a single parent, essentially, while putting together the tour and being a great daughter, sister, mum, wife, and human in general. I adored the openness, the way that she talked about herself and her self-care and and about her miscarriage. It, It was one of the few times in editing that I've not touched that. I haven't edited it down. I haven't taken out any pauses, any ums, any errs. I just felt like that audio needed to be shared the way that it was shared with me and so it it's i i really like it i think there's a beauty in that moment in that episode and and it's it's a moment that i get in most of the episodes of this podcast and it's something that i feel really really keeps me going with this project because i don't feel like other interview shows get that moment or get the ability to have that because it's so much more about promoting a thing rather than talking about the human and i as much as i love other interview shows that promote a thing because obviously you need those I like this one because I feel like it focuses on them and their internal worries and fears and anxieties and and things that are happening so I really appreciated her being so honest with herself and with us about that of course it's very in her character to do that anyway but it was just great to to have that and to share that with you as I mentioned before the podcast if you'd like to get a copy of Amanda's third album it was released today if you're listening to this on the day of release the 8th of March 2019 Happy International Women's Day. You can find a link to the album in the show notes. It's called There Will Be No Intermission. And also you can find a link to her global tour, which is going to be supporting the album release. You can also find a link to my upcoming tour if you'd like to come and see me perform jokes all over the UK and Ireland. My latest stand-up show is called Every Room Becomes a Panic Room When You Overthink Enough. I'm going to be doing it all over the place for the next couple of months. And then I'm going to be doing it at sweet venues in the Edinburgh Festival and then hopefully uh, taking it abroad. So please keep an eye out for that. The show's very much much about the stories behind the stories that we tell and the way that we cast ourselves as the best person in every story that we tell and uh yeah it's it's got a lot of stuff about mental health and uh anxiety and learning to accept that you can't always look as good as you want to look in life so uh if you like the sound of that i'd really appreciate seeing you there come support the tour come support the previews come support the edinburgh fringe one that'd be amazing there's links to all of that in the show notes if you're new here please do remember to hit the subscribe button if you're old here please do remember to give us an honest ideally positive review in itunes they really help out if you can't afford to buy the album or buy a tour ticket or buy a preview ticket to mine please leave a review for this podcast. It really helps get on bigger and more exciting and fun guests, but it also helps push it up the charts and generally get more listeners. So if you could do that, I'd massively appreciate five stars, ideally, but if not, a four-star review that reads like a five-star would be absolutely amazing. And also join the Facebook group. It's called The Audio Time Capsule, and it's on Facebook obviously. You can also donate to keep the podcast going if you do have some extra dollar knocking around. Literally, you can become a patron. I've set that up now. There's a link in the show notes. Or you can give a one-off donation. If you really enjoyed this episode and you'd like to show some support to me, an independent creative artist, uh, to keep this podcast and project going, you can do it for uh, however much money you'd like to do it for via PayPal on my website. Again, link's all in the show notes. Please go and check that out. 
The audio time capsule is a fruit that got in gravity's way production for the internet. All elements were created by me, comedian Simon Kane. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. And thank you very much for rating and donating if you do. I'll see you all in about 14 days' time. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.